Yo, what's swinging, Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. My name is Fred Moore. I'm glad that you have tuned in again, and today's episode is a great one. It's with the flowing Dutchman, Harbeats, and he shares with us uh, some stories about his trip to India, uh, his purchase of a motorcycle that he drove around down there that apparently he still owns and he's going to go back to uh, using again when he travels back. He also talks about his travels to the United States. And then we get into all kinds of stuff like we usually do on this podcast. We're talking about diet and how to work out, what kind of working out we do, Uh, you know, just basically all that good stuff that coaches and fitness people like you out there enjoy. So sit back and enjoy this episode. And before we go, just want to throw out some information for you guys involving uh, myself and my my partner, Ken Potis, over at Critical Mass. We started the Jersey Shore Mace Academy. And the Jersey Shore Mace Academy essentially is a, uh, a wing of the, the gym system that Ken is out of where we focus on mace. And in this particular instance, we're going to be doing workshops. And we have two workshops lined up coming up in November. The first workshop is at in Clark, New Jersey at uh, Tutela Training System. That's the, the owner over there is Chris Tutela. He's also a podcaster on the Iron Life podcast. Uh, and I've been on a show before, and, and he was interested in the mace. He said, hey, how can I help you out? And I said, hey, can we do a workshop up there? So he said, absolutely. And um, so that's going to be on November 16th. It's a two-hour workshop. You guys could sign up for it on Eventbrite. And essentially, you uh, get two hours of training, um, learning all the fundamentals that uh, me and Ken could give you. And you also get a mace. You're going to get a set-for-set mace, a 10-pounder, and you take that home with you. So all the knowledge that you're going to get, you're going to bring it home, and you're going to be able to keep going with it. Uh, And then the next workshop is going to be on November 23rd up at Impact Zone. That's also in New Jersey. They're in North Jersey in Norwood. That's also on Eventbrite. You can go to uh, on Instagram to Jersey Shore Mace Academy, and the link should be in the bottom. I hope it's there. Uh, that's up to Ken when he ever gets to it. He's a busy coach, and he's doing a lot of mace training and stuff like that. So he doesn't have time for all this sophisticated technology and everything. But I told him to put the link up. If there is an issue, if the link's not up, you could just DM through the Jersey Shore Mace Academy um, handle right there, and you could just take care of it that way. And we'll hook you up with the event, right? Or you could just contact me through steelmacenation.com. You could go to contact and hit me up on an email. You could also go to the Instagram for Steel Mace Nation and DM me. Also, uh, before we hit the podcast, just want to give a shout out to Ongo Energy Spray. Ongo is a caffeine spray. Three sprays delivers uh, 75 milligrams of caffeine and works instantly forget about the pre-workouts forget about the coffee all the bloat having to go to the bathroom uh the stinky coffee breath 
That's all gone now. Uh, Ongo Energy Spray, it's a tube that's about three or four inches long, and you can throw it in your gym bag. You can throw it in your car. You can put it in your back pocket. Fans of the show can get a discount. It's 25% off. You go to ongoenergy.com, go to make your purchase, and at checkout, type in the discount code SteelMace25, and you can enjoy that discount. And support the podcast. Uh, This podcast is done at a shared universe podcast studio, which is a professional podcast studio. So guys like me who aren't so tech savvy could just come in and just hit the mic. Uh, But of course, that costs money. It's not a lot of money, but it all adds up over time. So any support that I could get for the podcast just makes it easier for me to keep going and keep delivering good stuff for you guys. My full intention is to give you a quality podcast, a quality interview. Uh, I essentially just want to share something with the rest of everybody and be part of it. So I'm, you know, arm in arm with you guys. So I'm just looking for that support. If uh, you can't uh, make a purchase of a shirt or Ongo Energy Spray or anything like that, at least uh, throw out a a review somewhere. It could be anywhere on iTunes, Facebook, um, on Instagram. Share it with a friend. Again, this is always to keep the podcast going, and I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. So thanks a lot, guys. Let's jump to the podcast, and we'll see you on the next one after that. Like for people like us where everything is like dependent on what our bodies can do and we're always pushing the envelope a little bit, trying to do a little bit better, trying to train a little bit harder. I mean, it's such a difficult tightrope to walk. I know somebody like you, I've seen you train, like you do traditional training and plus you got your maces. So it's hard to pull yourself back sometimes. And right. say, hey, you know yeah, what? Right. Maybe not today. Maybe I don't need to do a hundred <laughs> swings today or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's why it's good to have a coach. You know, sometimes your coach will be the guy that said, or a girl will, right. will be the one that says, "Yo, go home and rest. You're done." Right. You know, and the right. rest of us are just like, "No, we have to do more." So yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, I um, I'm not really uh, good at uh, not training. Uh, if I if I don't train like for two or three days, then my yeah, my girlfriend will say, "Hey, you better get it back to the gym because I grumpy. <laughs> get too energized." <laughs> you get grumpy, I'm, I'm, right? I'm, yeah, grumpy and not grounded. You know? Y- yes. Right. right. And do you find what what grounds you better in fitness? Is it the mace? I don't really make that distinction that much. Depends on what kind of training I do. You know, I like to do heavier strength training and I like to do uh, slow. I like to do like all kinds of stuff. So, but yeah, I, I do, I do, tr- I do like to just uh, have a few sessions where I just go all out and just uh, lift like heavy stuff and carry stuff yeah. and throw things around. And then, then that really gives me a way to, energize it all out you know to to push the energy out yeah um yeah so that that grounds me a lot but every training session grounds me basically brings you back to your your center focus now you are like what i think of you uh since i started following you is (laughs) i mean yeah you're you're definitely a mace guy we we can't argue (laughs) that but you're a freaking world traveler man and how old are you i'm 26 Oh my God, bro! You are 
you have been more places than most people will ever go already. And I don't see any right. sign of it slowing down. I mean, you've been to India. And I was, I was asking uh, Ken over at Critical Mass. I said, right. this is like when I first started watching. You, you, I see all your posts um, in, in India, right? And I'm like, mm. what is he doing? Like, like <laughs> how does he do that? How does he just go <laughs> into a whole other culture and just disappear over here? And then it's like, right. next thing I see, you're up in a mountain somewhere in like Austria. And I, I know I know Europe is tight, so you got you, you could travel around in there and everything. Uh, I actually mm -hmm. backpacked through Europe in 1991, right. so it was fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I w <laughs> right, a long time ago. Yeah, right out of high Before school. Before I was born, even. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I was gonna say maybe yeah, I ran I into you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I wish I could go back, man, and do that again. That was the one of the best trips ever. Europe is fantastic. Uh, just is amazing. It is. Yeah. But yeah, man, you. But the U.S. as well, right? I I, I went to the U.S. Uh, like one year ago, and uh, man, it's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> everything is amazing where you in other uh, other cultures, and uh, when people are enthusiastic, and um, yeah, that that that's what I love. You yeah. Go into the culture and see see how they are doing it. Try to adapt to it, and then kind of. And now the the thing is that I also like to film it and document what I'm doing and uh, document my whole training series because I've done it before that I, I used to go when I, I went to um, different countries or different states. I always went to gyms there and just because I like to train. So even when I'm on vacation, I don't really like to sit down that much, you know? Right. And uh, so that's what, what I was doing already. And it kind of screwed it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you have a, a a nice little blueprint on how to do it. You know, you travel, uh, you know, check out fitness joints, you know, whatever it is, a gym or just like, right. you know, like out in India, you were training it at the, at the place where these guys wrestle. Right. Right. And I mean, I, I love those, those clips of you. I, I, I almost <laughs> see you as like being a host on a travel show. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I could, you know, sometimes maybe someday, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, dude, you're you're 26, so you got so much time to make that happen, you know. Whatever, you probably get some calls yeah. from. We'll see. Well, well, speaking about India, I just booked my ticket yesterday, so I'm going back. Yeah, when are you Boom! going? When are you going? Uh, this December and January. Really? So I'm going two months. Yeah, I'm going two months. So. Uh, yeah. What do you got I, lined I, I up got... there? Well. um so the story behind it is I went two years ago, my girlfriend said she wanted to go to Nepal. She really wanted to go to Nepal. And we said, we want to train, we want to go together. And there was about time that I found the maze and I knew already about videos from Paul Wokowinski on YouTube. So I've seen that there was something in India. So I said, yeah, we could go to Nepal and then go to India. Uh, around the corner yeah so yeah cool and uh i made some videos and and it wasn't the, the reason wasn't to to make those videos but it was just i wanted to train so i found some makaras and made some videos and i kind of fell in love with it and then we bought a motorcycle when we were in india a royal enfield a royal enfield right that bike looks dope <laughs> man i love that That's post the you dopest yeah. You're like, I spent way too much on it, and I got to fix it all the time. I'm like, oh, that is awesome, man. How'd you get that bike? Man, I had so much trouble with that bike. 
Um, so um, <laughs> straight down when you go from Nepal to India, like when you go down, you, uh, the first town I visited was Varanasi. So Varanasi is the mecca of the, the Gada. Um, and of old, old type of training, Akaras, there are so many Akaras there. Um, and that, that's where I basically bought uh, the motorcycle in the first place. Um, and then we went from the north part all the way to the south part. So yeah. we biked almost for like 5,000 kilometers. Wow. I think. This is yeah, awesome. So. <laughs> this is such an adventure. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of a, an adventurer. And I, I like to go to – I don't like to go to all the um, uh, touristic places. So I kind of avoid those. So if you get a motorcycle, that's the best way to do it because then you don't want to go to the big cities because it's too crowded. Yeah. So you go through the small roads, you go through the small cities, small towns, and that's where you see the culture, right? Yeah. So you, you experience real people, you experience how they live, and um, and you and you're riding on a fucking motorcycle. Oh, sorry for the word. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could do that here. Um, yeah, man. Anytime you're on a motorcycle is pretty much 100% a good time, right? Yeah, so. yeah. You, you can see it's so much better than a car or a bus. You know, people drive, people, if you, if you go, uh, like I've done, I've done it too in South America where I traveled through buses, you see, you experience so, so little from, you know, all the surroundings. Yeah. You go from place to place and then you're there and you're experiencing everything. But if you're on a motorcycle, like if I see a, like a nice uh, street on the left, I, I go there, you know, yeah. I want to see what's up there. So uh, yeah, it, it, it was perfect. So um, I kept the bike and went back last year uh, with the main goal to uh, document more about it and go put videos on YouTube and Instagram and uh, drive my motorcycle. And it was a big success. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I mean, you got a lot of video footage on that. Yeah, I do. You yeah, that's the YouTube channel yet. Uh, I, I got to Yeah, I got to catch up to it. Uh, you got to check it out, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna check that. That's that's a, a adventure and a half. And I got a question though. You kept the motorcycle. Did right. you? How'd you get it back with you? How'd you get it back to Europe? Well, uh, by plane. Oh, you just you put it on a plane. All right. Nope. No, no, no. The, the the motorcycle's still there. Oh, you no, leave I'm, it there? Not, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I bought it in India. Yeah. It's like a G, it's it's um no it's a three fifty so it's three fifty cc. Yeah. So the maximum um um speed is ninety kilometers per hour. I'm not sure what it is in miles, but um it's not that much. Yeah. So like, you cannot go on the highway here with that bike. So yeah. Wouldn't be that much interested. So I uh, I made friends with a mechanic. Because I had so much trouble, you know, you spend a lot of time with mechanics and um, made friends with them. And um, so I'm storing it there. I'm paying like a little fee every month to, uh, All right. to leave it there. And he just says, yeah, whenever you come back, I'll, I'll make it ready. And um, can go. This is fantastic. <laughs> like, I, I have a motorcycle, right? I don't really right? get a chance oh, to. Cool. I don't get a chance to ride it often. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, if I owned a cool bike like like yours and it was in another far away land and it's there waiting for me when i get there i'm i'm figuring out how to get there like tomorrow like cancel all my appointments i'm going i mean that's such a great way to set your life up like you you have no borders bro 
You're like, no, nah, man, my motorcycle is parked in India. <laughs> so it's, it's almost the way, you know, last year I, I had a little doubt, you know, should I sell it? Should I keep it? I wasn't sure because, you know, on the one hand, when you have it there, it's all, it's almost an obligation that you have to come back. Yeah. So I didn't really know what my plans would be the next year. And I didn't know if I would come. So I just said to them, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be next year or the year after or the year after, but I'm going to go come back. So that was a decision I made and I enjoyed it so much to travel. So I thought, yeah, there's going to be a time where I'm, where it's going to be, um, you know, good that I come back. Yeah, and then my YouTube, and then my YouTube blew up, or blew up relatively. Uh, you know, a video got viral in India, so um, that was cool. So now it's even more uh, productive to go there and kind of get into that. Get more uh, content stuff, right? Yeah. What video was that that blew up? It's a video about making a uh, original kushti drink. So it's um, basically an almond milk drink. Where they they grind their own almonds. Yeah, it's called Badam Ragda, and um, the Kushti wrestlers. So those are the original uh, wrestlers that it's just their style of training, and they train in the original Akaras. It's basically their post-workout drink. Ah. So like we have uh, protein shakes in the West. Yeah. They they it's their way of making you know their traditional almond drink. And uh, yeah, we made a video with uh, with uh, with some with the channel over there, um, and uh, yeah, it, it it suddenly after four months it just and blew up. <laughs> why that video out of all your videos? That's it's just yeah. I mean I'm I mean it's cool you know, but it's you're making a drink you know like right, there's a right. lot of lot of drinks and stuff on on social media like pe- people really honed in on that. Was it was it mace people and Kushti? wrestling type people yeah a lot of no a lot of uh, wrestler type people like in from india because uh, okay it's a very um and i like to combine it so i also made uh, it's not the only video that actually went uh, pretty pretty good but um i've made a few more videos where i actually go with them to the akaras uh, try some maces try some wrestling yeah and uh that was like a long documentary i made and the sec- that one also got like very good views but that was just a segment of the badam ragda video it's it's something they really like, and uh, they really like to see, you know, a Westerner making it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So you were w- very welcomed there, it appeared. I mean, you, you looked um, so assimilated in, and, like, you were part of the gang. And yeah. did they enjoy wrestling with you? Was oh, Were man. they kind of, like, kind of teasing you a little bit and, like, messing with you a little bit? Yeah, uh, especially in the in the real wrestling culture, they they kind of tease me with me because it, it, you know it's with every sport where there are a lot of men. You know, they want to test you. So. Right. Uh, and I'm and I'm not a wrestler, so yeah, there's nothing to test. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, my God, skills, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I would but, say. Um, <laughs> um well wait what was the question i i just just how like how they treated you with the wrestling did they you know did they tease oh, right. you and stuff so the, the point I, w- I wanted to make is um in india if you if you don't go to the touristic places if you go outside of the touristic places you'll find the best people in the world really yeah they are so they are so they 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 really make you feel home and they do everything for you. Like even though I have more money relatively than to them, yeah. they don't want you. They don't want me to pay anything. Uh, and and they 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 invite me to their family dinners and 
uh, and they are so they they love it that I'm really interested in in these old kind of ways. So yeah. they really want to show me everything, and uh, yeah, that's something I'm amazed every time I come there. Uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I have uh, like an opinion on that on what that's mm-hmm. all about because I I've managed to get my butt out the door and do a little bit of traveling and 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 you know like like you said like touristy places just don't cut it you got to go street level and get and get in with the people i i think it's like this world is so divided up it's you and them and us and mm-hmm. when you could get an opportunity to bring an outsider into your culture and show them what you got. People are so happy to do it because there's this universal feeling that we all really should be joined together. I, th- you know, mm. forget about like uh, Henry Rollins. You're familiar with Henry Rollins, right? Mm. Uh, he's that punk rock guy from the Black Flag, and he, now he writes books and stuff, and he's been in a couple movies. You you may not know who he is, but he's a big traveler, right? And right. he even said it too. He said these people don't care about what the government is saying about the other government. They don't care about your wars. They don't care about your your bullshit. Right. Like these, everybody just wants to raise their families, have have some laughs. And if you're an outsider coming in and you're smiling and you're like, "Hey, man, show me what you got," they're like, "Yes, this is our opportunity to bring the world closer together." That's right. all. Well, I mean, that's my opinion. Eventually, we're eventually we're all one thing, right? <laughs> don't want to get too Absolutely. metaphysical about it but um whenever you like whenever you go through the language barrier um you realize that everybody has their own needs you know everybody's having the same kind of um thoughts the same kind of emotions yeah just a different perspective and the thing i love about traveling is that you actually see people in a different environment having the same kind of um emotions the same kind of thoughts but you know the thing about india is they're actually their culture is very different the original culture of india is actually um you know as a westerner if you come there and you don't expect to be treated the same way it kind of you have to <laughs> that won't go uh too well you know yeah in the first place because they um uh they really have their own ways of doing things so they have the um, uh, the lay- I'm not sure how to say that in English, but they have a layered uh, pieces. So I actually met some some guy who had a girlfriend from a higher uh, status. Yeah. And he wasn't allowed to marry her, and it's it's all kind of it's all kind of strange and all kind of uh, kind of difficult. So if you go actually further into the culture, it's actually very different. But you know the people. If you show them a smile, they smile back. Right? Yeah, right. That, that's that, that's kind of my way of traveling. You know, if you come there, you're like, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> and they right. give it back to you, and that's amazing. Yeah, and and you know, I, I'm I've been experiencing that with just the the mace community in general. Oh yeah. Here wow. in the United States, you know, we got this thing now. We we uh, kind of coined it. Well. It, uh, Frankenleg, Zach, he pointed out that yeah. all the guys on the east coast of the United States like to stay in in that side lunge for a while, and we're heavy on the side <laughs> lunge, and we get stuck in it. And we're like, hey, wait, there's a whole bunch of mace coaches all along the east coast, uh, from like North right. Carolina up to Philly, South Jersey, through all the way up North Jersey to New York, up to New York State, and we actually, right. you know, we all have like our own little east coast chat 
that we put on our, you know, we're always talking to each other. And it's just like, you know, you're instant friends. It's like no no BS at all. Like they walk through the door the first time you meet. It's like, yeah, man, what's up? (laughs) We already know each other. That's something I experienced when I went to America last year. It was really, it was, there was like, uh, I, I lived in the bliss for three weeks. I went to three weeks to the U.S., took a few certifications over there, met a lot of cool people. And it was like, it was one bliss. It was just every time I came to where somebody just wanted to show me all the good stuff. And yeah. They, they, they said, oh, I've seen you all. Uh, I love you. And it's like, <laughs> you, you get one hug and you're like best friends forever. Yeah. That's <laughs> freaking unbelievable. You know, it's like, hey. And, and it, it, it's such a good community. You know, there's so much, um, there, there's so much going on around this, this, this maze. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just you see a rod, right? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I and I was I was just on the phone with Don who makes the Adex clubs. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's coming on the podcast and, and we oh, cool. I was just talking to him before on the way to the studio and um he he pointed it out that uh you know that everybody is is like working in a in this collaborative effort to really mm. bring Mace to the next level, whatever the next level oh, yeah. is. I mean, I'm not even sure we know what that is. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we <have> might. No <laughs> it might be a, a shock and a surprise when we get there. But yeah. it's it's the passion of just doing it that we want to share. It has no other. There's no other reason to do it. We're just like, yo, no. let's let's work together on making this more awesome. Like, it's right, like right. this is awesome already. Let's make it more awesome. You know, we can't get enough of this. You know, and we just want to talk about it and and live our lives around it, which you are really doing. I mean, like, you know, traveling to the U.S., traveling to India. Um, when you came to the U.S., I know you went to On It. You're wearing the shirt, right? Yeah, man. Boom, baby. That's, Boom. that's the shirt that they gave you, right, when you when you went through the certification? Right. That's good, man. And you're taking care of it. It's still nice and black, and you must you yeah, must hand wash good. it and good. then hang it on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Always hand washing it, cold water. You know, yeah. uh, par- perfume, uh, free soap, you know, everything. Uh, there you yeah, go. Take care of this, baby. Yeah, and then you just have to make <laughs> sure that you, your body doesn't get too big, too muscular. Otherwise, you're going to stretch it out. So you got to hold yeah. the line, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding the line, bro. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> but where else did you yeah, travel so- to in the U.S. besides uh, over to Texas? Um, well, I went to Austin, and I did the Mr. Mason certification. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and that was, uh, and then I went to um, the no, the on it I did later. So um, then I went to uh, San Francisco, and I met up with um, thing uh, brain freeze. And then I uh, <laughs> and then I and then I met up with my girlfriend, and we traveled by car. All the way up to uh, Portland, Oregon. Ah, wow. And in Portland, I met up with uh, Anthony uh, Rock, the Rock Fitness Training. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you are familiar with him. And uh, I went to a few of his classes, and we did flow together. And uh, then we drove back all the way from Portland back to San Francisco. And 
uh, man, that journey is amazing. Yeah. It's What'd you like about it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so man. you were, you were yeah. just looking at the Pacific ocean, the whole ride, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, and the redwoods and, and, uh, the big mountains and oh my, oh my God, that was, that was so incredible. Yeah. Did you stop um, off along the way and like hit the water? Yeah. And, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. It was like a trip from like nine days. Oh, nice. So up and down. Yeah. Um, and then I went back to San Francisco, flew back to Austin and then to be on a certification and the leo certification yeah yeah so i did the three certifications in three weeks that's wow man you really stacked it up that's good and <laughs> yeah. then you didn't buy any motorcycles and leave them here in the united states did you no no okay. <laughs> there was there was too much risk right <laughs> yeah I, mean, I already had a motorcycle <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that, maybe that's that's the goal like have have a motorcycle stashed in uh, on all the continents <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I'm going back to the U.S., so it it, it could have been a uh, telling you, you know, <laughs> it, it would have worked out. Yeah, you can ride my bike right. if you want. <laughs> oh wow, let's do it. It's there. We could do it. Yeah. So there, you know, the, we're still talking, but there might be an opportunity that I uh, I come to you uh, this February. No shit. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Come to this the, is the first time. Yeah, well, yeah. To Ghana, U.S. Yeah. or you're saying when you yeah. said you, you're to me personally. Yeah, it was kind of personal. Yeah, well, personal. Yeah, uh, around your around your area. So I'm, okay. uh, I'm still looking for a gym to host uh, one of my workshops there. Oh, that would be awesome, and, uh, bro. And and then I'm going to Austin, and then to um, uh, no, not San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles. Okay. And that's that's a new place for you, right? You didn't go there on your last trip. No, no, I didn't go there. But no. I um, uh, so be, I know Eric. I know Eric, Eric so, Doyle. Uh, gonna host it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, that's oh, dude. That's gonna be. I hope that yeah. I hope that happens. It would be great to uh, meet you in person. So you're you're talking about visiting some gyms in on the East Coast area, maybe like New York, New Jersey, whatever, and doing some type of workshop or something or what would yeah, that so so um i'm gonna do a workshop tour so uh, i'm gonna host like three workshops over in america yeah uh, specifically for the steel mace and uh um just yeah just uh three locations okay so three gyms uh that have maces and um and uh, i'm actually now i contacted ken because i know critical mass is over there yeah yeah all and, right uh, so uh, but the information will get get out later. But now yeah. everybody already knows, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. So the tour, the Flowing Dutchman, will go through the U.S. again. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I mean, you know, the the United States is is huge. There's so many places to see. Um, I mean, you're gonna have to keep coming back for decades and <laughs> dot your way around. But right, um. Right. <laughs> If you uh, so your 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 workshops, uh, what do they kind of like look like as far as what what can people expect when they come in and do one of your workshops? Mm. Well, I like to start with um, the foundation. So what I learned through India through Mr. Mazeman, and um, after that, um, well, the the idea of uh, the, the the earlier workshops I did, I, I segmented it so in a more kind of traditional way, and then in a more training style way, so that you actually um, uh, go for building muscle, building strength, um, which of course you also do with with the flowing, but 
more specifically on uh, wrapping it out. Okay. So doing the same patterns and then um, doing that more and then eventually go into flow. So kind of how those three elements combine together. Right. Um, and this time it will probably more be focused about traditional side and then moving on to flow and how that's connected with each other. Okay. Because uh, I really like that combination. Yeah. Yeah. So the traditional is the heavier 10 and two and the 360 right. stuff. Right. Now the, the th for me that hmm? the 360 actually was not an original move born out of it. No, right? no, no, it, it was the no, 10 no, and two no, and that no. was it. That's it. And that was... Well, they do one-handed They do one -handed swings, but they don't go over the head like we do. Okay. They go over the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Like this. Right. Just like with a mule, right? Persian mule, they also do that. Yeah. They do that with one-handed as well. But that's basically everything they do in India. Yeah, that, that move uh, kind of threw me for a loop because I went to the Vintage Strength Games in Virginia uh, this right. past couple months. And um, somebody down there had... 15 pound meals or they're juries right same thing and um yeah. well no they're not the same thing juries are like very long and uh, meals they are smaller and they go up like this yeah like a and cone shape juries are straight oh so they're, okay they're, they're, they're very long okay straight, yeah. thank you all right so that yeah these were then these were meals then they were the cone shape right ones. 15 yeah, pound yeah. beautiful uh that uh mm -hmm. prate made Right, Prate right. over in India, which I've been trying to get him on the podcast. We are just yeah. not connecting, man. Uh, every time we I, talk, I miss, I, I miss Prate like for one day when I was in Varanasi because he couldn't come like the week that was, that I was there, and we missed each other like this. Oh man, that sucks. It was just, like yeah, yeah. I had to go back because I had to catch my flight, but it was like yeah, ah! yeah. That's pretty disappointing. But this year, this year we'll meet up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that's that's gonna be epic right there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he he makes beautiful. Oh my god, man. Just you know, it's so true. Like you hold these things in your hand, this beautiful right. rosewood, right? right? And I'm like, "Man, this just feels awesome." And and um uh this that swing that you're talking about, that you know, like I was trying like I could swing this way 15 no problem. But doing it uh, that way, really, it was just an alien a, move a to me. Technique. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a different technique. When I when I came to India the first time, I didn't know about that. So I so <laughs> I went to this Akara and he said, "You're gonna learn yori," and he gave me like these big yoris, and they were like uh, it's, it's difficult to to see from here, but they were from my hip to all the way from here, and I was. <laughs> With two of those juries, and I think both of them were like 12 uh, kg at least. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what do I do from here? And I was going like, I, I thought I'd throw them over my head like this, and then it just bounced against the other one. So yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, right. Boom! Uh, boom! <laughs> so I had to go like from here, the pull it back, and then the other one. And right. oh, man, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's something else. <laughs> now, when you learned that particular technique did you see that spill over into your other maze practice and help it in any way do you do you find that learning that is a, a good compliment to anybody who does mace like the the meal um could be but um i i i use it in flow sometimes it's difficult to spot but i do use it so i do like the just the smaller um and, and also like the, the shorter meal. So basically a regular meal, 
you go, like I hear my palavando. So like with a regular meal, I like to go, I like to do this because if I do this, it's just a little bit too much, especially with the shorter handle. So I do use it in flow and just go behind the head. So I use that a lot, but um, just for specific training uh, with the mace, you know, it, it helps when you do it with two maces so you can replicate the Yori kind of thing yeah, with two maces. Right. Uh, but you know, if you have two hands on a mace, you cannot really go behind the head. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So uh, that's that's um, interesting, though. You know, it's uh, so it's a little bit of a different discipline. It it is. Well, yeah. Yeah. It is. So now, with your travels coming, you're you're planning this uh, coming to the United States, and right. Uh, it's interesting. You're, you're thinking around February and, and again, I've mentioned, I was on the phone with Don over at Adex and he's actually mm. thinking about coming up to Jersey, uh, around then too. Uh, cool. you might, <laughs> you never know. You might actually get to meet each other. <laughs> Who knows? Like, yeah, Cause be great, you know, yeah, it, it's more people, the more better. Exactly. And, and, and if you look back on this whole thing, since the, since the beginning, it's, there's so many coincidences and things that have happened organically, but, uh, certain people in certain places at the right time, uh, um, right. you know, right. and, uh, did you ever meet Jake Shannon? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, he, he did. Fo- he did follow some of my trip to India. I remember, but uh, no, we we haven't conversed or. Yeah, no. I mean that's that would be interesting. Just I mean, just the fact that you know, like he he wanted to design, you know, design like mass produced maces basically, and he couldn't right, do it right, out of wood; right. it was too expensive. And uh, it it, he winds up with a steel mace. And the thing that I never asked him during the podcast, and it's still pretty interesting, like you're going from he 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 went from trying out a gata, which is a much longer handle, and then there's the steel mace, which is like a thirty three inch handle. And then because the handle's so short now, people have figured out how to do flow with it. If it, if that didn't get shorter, it's just like a simple little thing. But if that didn't get shorter, maybe flow would have never happened. I don't know. Yeah, no, it would have never happened. You know, I I, I tried to uh, to flow with a gada, but it's very difficult. I found a I found like a little gada in a gym once, and I did like a few things with it. It was pretty cool. But in a museum, you know, the, the, in in no, in one of the akaras in India. Oh, I it was see. like a it was like a baby baby gada, so it was like uh, two kilograms or something, like a small head and then a small and then, you know I could do some things with it, but. You know the weight distribution is different. Yeah. Uh, with the mace, there's there's a little bit more weight in the in the handle than in with the traditional uh, bamboo gada. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that just makes it very. You, you see the same thing if you try to. Um, I I I I used to flow a lot with like the heavier maces. So whenever you go above like 25 pounds and then try to flow, whenever you try to use the same um, uh, rotations over the head of the mace. It becomes very strange because the it you know, spills. The handle doesn't want to come up. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't want to come up the way. So a sword swing with a uh, with a twenty five pound is, is a lot different than with a with a ten pound because the 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 pendulum is different. Yeah, the weight distribution is different, and that's the same thing you have with the gara, but then way faster with little weight. So um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting uh, to think about that. That the because they made it shorter, yeah. it also uh, gave the tool 
to develop even more, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm fascinated by, and and just the simple mm. fact that this all started roughly about what two thousand years ago with just ten and twos, and it was right. just you know, hey, we're just gonna do this because it it helps with our wrestling, and right. then nothing changes for all that time, and then like in the past ten years, boom, and it's yeah. like flow and. <laughs> And we're doing it for totally different reasons, and it's it's like right. how how amazing is that? And you know, you know, you know the fun you know the fun thing uh, is because I brought my mace when I was in India. I made like a lot of flows over there, and whenever I showed the people that that you know the mace, yeah, the, the first reaction wasn't like oh, it's the same thing because they they, they they didn't really recognize the, that that it's actually the same thing and then I showed them oh you look you can just swing with it yeah and then they started swinging with it and oh this feels kind of nice feels kind of nice but they actually didn't um you know the connection I try to make between those types of movement and where where you actually go through with it so like in flow or um uh, they 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 didn't really recognize the similarities between them yeah so that, that's kind of interesting yeah it, there was a total disconnect from right and you had to right, kind of right. you had to show it to him so th this this is the thing like you know i'm sure you could attest to this over in your area of the world and here in the u.s mm -hmm. i talk to coaches a lot of people look at you and they're like i don't know what you're doing i don't get it and it's not until you could actually put the damn thing in their hands and show them right. a few quick moves that they start accepting it it's that simple right. you have to put the you have to put mason hands as leo says you know <laughs> right you do and and it's also funny because uh, sometimes i get a reality check because you know a lot of friends following me as well that 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 don't that are not really interested in the mace but just are interested in me and what i do and and they're like with every flow i post um, you know, I see all the nuances. I see like a new move. I see like, yes. oh, I did that good, you know. But they they just see it as like, oh yeah, it's another, you know, the same <laughs> thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. same thing, right. but then over and over again. Well, we as nice people, we see all the nuances and the, you know, we spot it on site when it, when somebody has like a new a new move. Yeah, everybody can see it. Right. So that's always a reality check when I talk to like somebody who isn't really interested in it, you know? Yeah, so, that's, um, that's, uh, I just had that discussion on the last podcast with Jamie Pinto, um, because he plays mm -hmm. guitar and he riffs and, and I, I said I, the same thing. A lot of people will say, oh, that's the same. This sounds the same. Your guitar sounds the same as everybody else. No, it's, it's individualized and how the person right. moves, how they, so it's the same thing with Mace and yeah, you're right. It just looks like sword swing 24 7 whatever but right, right, right. but if you know you're actually a practitioner you're like oh did you see how he put that thing on his elbow and did this and and all of a sudden it was on the yeah. other side that was a cool move you know and, and that's where we're at and that's what's right. so fascinating about the modality that you could right. take it on yourself and you could start doing this stuff and figure out like how to be an individual in amongst the sea of everything looking the same you're you're gonna show off who you are from the inside out, and that's why we love it so much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Well said, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. So, um, when did you actually get into all this? How long have you been using a maze for? How did you discover it? Was there a special person? Um, 
Mm, I think I, I watched the first YouTube video about it three years ago. I think, and that's that's when I bought my first club bell. And that was a, a, around the point I got really interested in functional training. Um, and I started my own company, Functional Heartbeats. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had group training sessions and uh, I discovered that uh, actually, actually a Dutch company sold maces. So I was interested in the club belt, I did, you know, 360s with it. And I, I kind of found out because I bought a club belt that was way too heavy for me. It was 15 kilograms. So it's like, uh, what's that, like 30, 34 pounds or something, or yeah. 33 pounds. Um, so it was way too heavy, but I could handle it pretty pretty fast so i was like well oh, this is very interesting and it felt really good you know i felt a lot of grip strength coming up shoulders um and i was like i was watching a lot of videos about it so then I've, i eventually found also you know people that had club belts also had mace belts uh, or steel maces so yeah. and then i found out a dutch company sold them so i bought one and i remember the first swing in my home i was like i got it out of the bag and i just like <sighs> i was like oh my god that that first feeling, swing. you know, that, yeah, that's different than a club bell. You know, whenever it, whenever you let it go and it, and it comes up again, yeah, yeah, that's when the magic happens. And that's I think I bought the mace around like February, so that's almost that, that's a little over two and a half years. I think. Wow, that, that's not a long time to be involved, and you're you're literally moving at an epic level with what you do. I mean, how how. <laughs> often do you practice and how long do you practice are you doing it every day for like hours a day or um well no not 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 like hours a day no i wouldn't say that it depends on the time you know i i have it usually in my home and i try and i just pick it up every time you know if i'm working for something or i'm doing or i'm cooking i'm you know i pick it up and and i'm just or listening to a podcast i just start to move and start to feel where i'm going uh, that's what I do a lot, and that's actually where a lot of my creativity comes from. Yeah. Um, and then I also take it outside and then flow for like an hour or something. And and I use it in my regular strength training sessions where I do like heavy tinnitus, heavy one-handed swings, and I also do like heavy uppercuts and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's talk about that. So you're gonna. So you come from a traditional weightlifting background but then you started getting into functional training and mace is that how it went right well my background is actually rowing i was a rower when uh, when i was studied at the university um so a freshman uh, in, in the eight uh, like a freshman eight uh and after that i started doing strength training uh -huh. and i kind of kept into the same uh, vibe of training every day because that's what you have to do when you row you train a lot of hours um and just started no, no, the first first actual uh, point of strength training was because I had back back trouble. And I also had the same back trouble and back problems with uh, rowing. Uh -huh. So somebody said to me, hey, if you want to fix that back, you got to train your back. So when, when when all the people were training every day rowing, I was like one one day a week, I was training my back specifically, just doing like pull-ups, rows. And I really fell in love with it at that point. So after my rowing, uh, I just did that more. I watched a lot of videos um, uh, about it, and I was fascinated from the beginning with the technique, yeah. how to do it properly. And then I started just helping people with it. And then I was like, "Shit, I gotta do more with this." 
Yeah. So I did like a strength trainer uh, certification over here. And then, uh, yeah, that's when I enrolled into the functional training side of it too. Nice. So now one of your typical workouts is uh, strength training mixed in with heavier mace. Right. right. So what, what right. run us through like what a, a segment of that workout looks like, like the, just start off with, you know, um, what the strength training portion is and then how you segue so, into the mace. Um, well, if I combine it, uh, with, uh, the, the functional, well, it's like a functional strength training, um, kind of way. So I, I usually do interval training or like a superset. Yeah where I um, like combine exercises. So a little bit more intense exercise with a more building uh, exercise. So that's a little bit less intense, but more intense because you just rate up, upgraded your heart rate. Yeah. Um, so in that way, I try to incorporate it. So for example, I do 360s and I do them heavy, you know, 25 each side. So 50 reps, you know, one, two. Um, and then uh, I combine that with deadlifts. Okay. So no, 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 no rest between. Dude. So go from go from shoulder grip and triceps yeah. uh, activation to uh, from core straight straight to deadlift. And yeah. You know that that gets me out of my head because then you know you need all your focus. Yeah. That I love doing that and that's what I've been doing <laughs> lately and and I've talked to a few other coaches they're like yeah man deadlifts and and like swings now right with the deadlift you need a strong grip. So do you do you find the challenge because you're supersetting heavy swings, which involves right. grip, and then you're going right down to your your deadlifts. Do you find that right. you're you're challenged with your grip at that point, or are you well, seeing? You know, um, the mace actually got me into grip training, so it kind of made me fascinated about all the 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 ways to train grip. Yeah. Uh, and I was before that I was already you know, doing only over over grips with deadlift. So I, I didn't do the the mixed grip because I was like, no, you're training your forearms, and the first times you you know you cannot do that heavy. Right. Uh, so I was already invested in you know using my grip every time I could. You know, with pull ups you also use your grip. Yeah. So uh, with mace right no, yeah, my grip is strong enough to 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 keep me um, yeah lifting those those weights. But if you're new to it. Yeah, it, it will be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, like, if what would happen if you decided not to do the heavy swings and just, right. you know, focus on just doing deadlifts? Would you be able to add more weight to your to your deadlift, to your one rep mm. max or whatever? Would you be able to add, like, maybe... Yeah, but I, I'm not really training for a one rep max. It's more to, yeah. uh, to challenge my body in that way. And, um, well, no, at this point, not, because I'm conditioned to... Because I don't, I don't really think it's the same thing. Because I'm using different muscles, so I tried. I, the only thing I'm really incorporating with combining it is, is you know, the total impact it has on my, um, on my system, you know, vascular okay. system, and nervous system. So that's what I train when I do the supersets, and uh, that's also the way I like to train people as well. Yeah. So um, I, I think I would be just as strong. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Yeah. I think. Um, adding that superset in with the swings is so ideal because you get more bang for your buck out of the workout. You're, you're increasing the amount of calories you're burning, right? Yeah, so if yeah. you're, if you're, yeah. if you want to lose some fat, it's a great way to do it. I mean, everybody knows that good solid strength training is a great fat burner 
and then adding right. in some swing, even if they're not heavy, just like a 10 pound, just to keep your, your body moving in between right. sets. That's right. That's perfect. You know, if you, if you, if you practice mace in between sets, man, that's, 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 that's a game changer. Yeah. Instead of just standing people, around, people are doing nothing. You know, I, I, I was in a regular gym, uh, before I don't come there, uh, too often, but, but just people, you know, sitting on their bench, and then they do one exercise, you know, they do pull-ups, yeah. and then they, they and then they go on the telephone yeah. for like one minute, and they then do the pull-ups again, and that's, right. that's how, and then when they did four or three sets, they go to a different machine, and then yeah. they go to a different machine, and I'm like, Yo, you're, you're not doing anything. No, and right. Maybe you're activating a little bit of, a little bit of muscle, but. Yeah. Yeah, and you know they're they're looking at their phone, and I'm I'm guilty of this too. I'm not I'm not a hypocrite. I do it too, cause like I I'm <laughs> sure, like oh sure. somebody text messaged me, and I want to see if it's my wife or something. And the next thing I know, yeah. I'm I'm on Instagram looking at right. you doing swings. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a bad thing. You can do that. You know, you can you can only watch on your phone if you watch my videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's allowed. Okay, <laughs> that's okay <bro. laughs> I like that. <laughs> That makes me feel better. No, but you but know, your what, head what is not in the game, though. You know, you're not. It, 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 if you struggle with that, uh, what really helps me is just set a timer. You know, do 30 seconds. Yeah. And whenever you're done, just set the timer. And even if you're on your phone, look, it, it will go off. It's like ding, 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 ding. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, you, yeah, you have, right. to, you have to go. You have to go. Yeah, but I think the best thing to do is, uh, if you can, is unplug from that phone. And when you're doing the swings, a superset, and you're doing the swings and, and your strength training, you 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 go to your swings and then you do whatever you're supposed to do and then you you put it down and you're like okay and you go right back to the right. to the weights that you were doing and you're exactly. just you're just moving along moving along nice crisp mm -hmm. rate and you're getting an awesome workout and then you know all right you're done now go grab your phone get your protein <laughs> shake get your your almond drink uh you know, yeah, whatever almond, uh, yeah right <laughs> do that and then check your phone but yeah, um, yeah, I just like to get into somebody's head about how they like to train, um, and and how about how, how do you like to eat? Like, what's your diet look like? So um, yeah, I'm a big big I'm a big eater. <laughs> I really like food, so um, I I eat clean. So especially for Americans, I eat really clean. So I only I try to buy organic as much as possible. Yeah, good. And then um, I cook it myself. Yeah. So most of the food I eat, I cook it myself. Um, you know, adding proper salt to it. Yeah. Adding and and just trying to avoid sugar. Uh, yeah. That's the main things. You know. And uh, recently I tried a little, little bit more on the keto side of things. So less carbohydrates. And when I went full keto, I didn't really feel good. So. No, I, huh? I tried to incorporate. No, not that. Not that well. Well, the, the, there should be like an adaptation point to it, but uh, yeah, every story I hear about it, it's not ideal for my body because I'm kind of a, um, a smaller guy, so I need more um, ectomorph, you know? right? Right, a yeah. little bit of an ectomorph. So I need you need uh, a lot of carbs. I need I need some carbs. I'm yeah, the same I don't way. need too much carbs. But yeah, yeah, but like I, a like a sweet potato or some rice right, right, goes right. a long way Brown for. Rice. Our build, yeah. yes, exactly. Right. I right. feel like crap when I don't get enough quality carbs. Um, exactly. But how do you feel about the keto diet for somebody who's living a sedentary lifestyle and is like, oh my god, I put on forty pounds over over the holidays and I want to wear, you know, my bathing suit 
this summer. I'm going to go on a keto diet. Do you think that that's right. a smart move for people who aren't even working you know, every, out? You know, every diet is a good is is, pro, is is probably good because you know most people are eating too much. They're drinking too much sugar. Yeah. They're eating too much sugar, and they're eating too much processed food. So whenever you go vegan, whenever you go keto, whenever you go carnivore, what whatever you do, or intermittent fasting, you know whatever uh, whatever your thing is, you're probably gonna skip on the negative side of things. So the the the, the sugar rush, uh, you you try to avoid it. That's the first thing I did when I started intermittent fasting. You know, you, you have less breaks, so you have less less snacks, you have less things, and that's actually the thing that makes you lose weight. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so. So for for everyone, it's important to to try to try it because then you have to. If you go keto, you have to skip the carbs, so you have to skip the sugar, right. and you know that's yeah. that's one of the main uh, villains of of uh, of your body. Yes, good point. So, so try it. <laughs> yeah, try it. It might work for no, you. If it doesn't, yeah, move on. It, yeah, exactly. So don't be too um, don't be too sticky about it. But even if you try it for a month, you know you're already less um, adapted to all the the processed food and stuff. Yeah, it makes you more aware of what you're actually eating. So yes, that's um, true. Yeah, and everybody's different. You know, some people really go good on on fat and protein, and some people just need more carbs, and some people really don't need a lot of fat, and they need a lot of carbs. So yeah, uh, and and that's different in everybody. So whenever you start your food journey, um, just just start it and try to discover whatever it is. But the moment you you say, oh, this is only good, you know. <laughs> And then, then you're on the yeah yeah. Then it probably won't be the best for your body, because the moment your body is asking for something else or a new kind of thing, then you're neglecting that. Yeah. So. All right. Good. Good. I'm glad I asked you that. I'd like to get everybody's opinion on diet and stuff. Mm. There's so much crazy information out there, and and yeah, you, you see people yeah. like miserable. You know, they're, they're you know mm. I've seen people on the keto diet and they're just miserable and i'm like right. just go eat a, a bowl of rice man just end right. it go it's not gonna hurt you you know but yes yeah, so you gotta try and, and you gotta you gotta you, it's also good to get quality advice from people people that know how to do it and and what yeah and quality you know quality of food is even better than which specific diet you're on yeah like if you're if you're if you're eating uh vegetarian but you're only eating like uh like food lettuce from uh, like a regular store that is, you know, it's lots of toxins on it and even has less micronutrients in it than because it's, you know, it's, it's being over-processed or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, then, then it doesn't really do any good for your body. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Europe is very big on keeping, uh, GMOs out of, out of the food supply, right? They do their best, yeah. Yeah, I know uh, our friends Monsanto have been working hard. <laughs> <laughs> They've been working hard at trying to integrate integrate GMO food in, you know. Um, yeah, oh, Monsanto has a very good influence on the world, yeah. Uh, yeah yes, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, they're, you know, they're, they seem to be winning the battle over here slowly but surely. I mean, you know, they're able to, you know, direct people toward uh, – you know, certain food products and whatever stuff that they've had their hands mm -hmm. in, but it's not just them. It's, it's, you know, there's other companies out there, but yeah, I like that about Europe. You, you treat, you treat the food like it's sacred and it means something, which it should. 
Well, yeah, not everybody, of course, but no, you know, right. but but if you look over in general, yeah, probably in America they 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 care a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're you live in Amsterdam? I live in Amsterdam. I did yes. visit Amsterdam when I was over. You did? There. Yeah. I so so the Heineken Brewery, right? Oh, I live right around the Heineken Brewery. Oh my God! Yeah. First of all, we went in on tour there. Uh, at nine o'clock in the morning, I walked out oh. shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a park right next to the Heineken Brewery, right? There's like a park not far from there, if I remember. Uh, you mean uh, that? That's where I actually do my flows and. That's why right? I was asking, uh, man. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, You know, I just was looking at some stuff last night, and I'm like, man, that's that's that friggin' park I was in. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We met up with some people, like, you know, we didn't have nothing. We just had a backpack, and there were some people throwing Frisbees around, and mm. we started playing Frisbee, and there were some people eating brownies. Uh, <laughs> that was interesting. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was I was drunk, and it was like it was like one of the best days ever. Um, we were just, you know, the... <laughs> the typical Amsterdam experience. Yeah, yeah. Go, go three, three days, and you, you, you have the best time of your life, but you don't really remember anything. Uh, right, right. It's a little bit of a blur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. what a fascinating city. Uh, I love the canals, and, and oh, my God, gorgeous girls riding bikes everywhere, right? <laughs> Everybody's riding bikes. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, see, bike riding, man. This is this is something right here. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah i i that was a that was great and you know and and uh i just felt so welcomed when i was over there like we were just talking about earlier you know um mm. just walking around meeting people and you know it was, that was a short pit stop we we flew in and i think we were there for like three days and then we headed off to france and then down into italy and wow. uh we were in it must have been crazy yeah I, I, t I tell you i was with a buddy of mine one friend from high school we're mm. we're in the tr we're taking a train ride down to Venice, and there's um an author who is riding with us, and this is back when there was the conflict in uh, Russia. Uh, man, I'm I'm screwing yeah, this the, with the wall, right? They they were or, they were yeah there was like a war going on. It was just starting. Yeah, the communism. Yeah, like yeah, Sor yeah. Sor Sorievo or I not Sorievo. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, but th this guy was headed to do to do like an article on it, and he he liked us for some reason. So he 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 got off in Venice with us, and he followed us around, took pictures, and he's like, "You're this is gonna be like in some magazine somewhere. I don't I don't know. There's there's pictures of me like holding my arms up. So then we're, we're we hit the train station, and we're looking up at the board like we're gonna head back north, right? And then my right, friend looks right. over, and he goes. Holy shit! I know those guys over there. They're they're my friends. And there's a pack of dudes with backpacks, and oh my god, we, we run into people that he knows, and they're like, "We're going to Greece," and I'm like, "Greece?" Right. I go, "Okay." And we, next thing I know, we're in Greece for two weeks, you know. And right. you know what? You want to talk about an adventure? You know, it was just like so, just not even what we were planning on doing, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I just that's, that's traveling, man. That's traveling. Yeah, and it was go, it was go hard. With, go with no plans. No plans, you know. I slept on a train floor. Um, my arm was right. completely knocked out, dead. Like I thought I had a stroke. I'm like, ah, you know, I, I was like sleeping on for like four hours. Uh, it, it was such a great trip. Uh, you know, 
um i when i watch a lot of your videos and stuff i just it takes me back to that and that's why i, I just wanted right. to share that with you it was really cool oh uh, i'm very glad yeah. i'm very glad that it took you back to those memories yeah that's also my one of my things if i go travel i book the first two nights and the rest i don't know <laughs> but yeah well if i go to america that, that will be different but um you know, yeah man i I, I really hope uh this all works out um oh yeah you know it's gonna work out you know it's it's but it, it just has to be official. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So it's just not official yet. But so good, man. Great. I, I look forward to it. Um, so I guess we'll wrap it up before we go. Um, let let everybody know where to find you. Uh, best place to to look for your action. Yeah. So I'm uh, at Functional Heartbeat, and that's uh, functional, and then H A R B E A T S. So not like heartbeat, but like heartbeat. Yeah. Part of my name. Um, at YouTube, Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram and YouTube, especially not so much on Facebook. And um, yeah, I got uh, also a website, uh, www.functionalheartbeat.com. You can find me over there and see what kind of training facilities I have uh, or options. And yeah, go check out my Instagram because there's a lot of cool stuff stuff coming up also we, we're gonna give a workshop with leo in germany yeah this uh like in one and a half months that's gonna be sick and frankenlegs will also be there so he's also gonna teach no shit he's gonna go he's yeah. also going over to valhalla training right. man he's, yeah, he's first going to valhalla training academy and then he's going he's going probably to come to amsterdam because leo is coming to amsterdam you uh, see, well, you see how this is happening. You see right, all these coincidences, right? Right. right. I mean, well, that's no, me. it's not—it's not a coincidence because you know. Oh, it—it it, it just it, sort of it, was planned that way. Well, the the thing of um, well, it's not a coincidence in in the way that you know you take active um, decisions, and because of those decisions, things happen. Okay. So if I did I like, go to. Yeah. Um, I, I, if I didn't go to America last year, this probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So that, that's the thing that I meant. You know, it's kind of like it's happening like this, but it's also, you know, it's part of the vision. It's part of the mission. Yeah. And uh, you can affirm it as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's going to be that's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so if anybody li if, if anybody listening to this and listening to Europe and uh, doesn't know about it yet, uh, it's going to be a steel mace flow level one certification. It's going to be taught by Leo, me, and Zach. Um, and uh, two-day workshop in Cologne, Germany. And uh, it's going to, in November, so that's going to be that's going to be amazing. And then, um, oh yeah, what what do you want to say? Uh, Cologne, Germany. How how did it wind up being there? Out of all places. Oh, that's interesting because Leo actually goes to train somebody there uh, who invited him over there. And then he had the idea because it, he, he called me up like, if I'm there anyway, let's do a workshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, because I'm, I'm quite close to, um, to Cologne. Right. So that's how it kind of the idea started. And then Zach was also in town because he or in town. In, in Europe because he he's going to 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 the UK the weekend before that. Wow, this is unbelievable. So, Three of you yeah, guys, you know, just <laughs> in Europe, so it's going to be you know one big thing. Yeah, yeah, and Germany has a steel mace following. Uh, 
It does. Yeah. You know, I, there, there, there's, yeah. So, I mean, I think you guys are going to do great with that. And, and it's, I mean, people are going to be coming in for all different kind of reasons. They're, they're going to want the, the level one cert. They're going to want to meet you guys. They're going to just want to, you know, meet other mace people out there. Right. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be one big, uh, yeah. Event of just people coming together that really appreciate, you know, the mace and that are really interested in, you know, the community and uh, getting more connection with people that, uh, you know, that are very active in the community. So yeah. that's a great opportunity for people to, uh, yeah, to have an amazing event. <laughs> it's going to be a sick weekend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And w what's the date of it again? Uh, so it's the 23rd and 24th of, um, let's spell that correctly. Um, wait, wait, wait. It's the weekend of 20. Let's see, 23rd and 24th of November. Okay, 23rd, 24th of November. And how do people right. uh, find information on that and sign up for it? Uh, they can find it on my bio in my Instagram, and they can find it on www.steelmaceflow.com. Okay. There should be a link over there and with all the information about how the certification is done. All right, cool, man. And, uh, what it entails and uh, what it costs and... Uh, you know, the location specifics. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I think you're going to do great with that. Wish you luck with it. Mm -hmm. And um, Thank you, brother. Uh, look forward to seeing you when you come here. And you got an invite right. to come and sit with me in the studio here and do another <laughs> podcast. I know you're oh, probably going to be busy, but we can knock it out in like an hour. Uh, we're like an hour down from Critical Mass. so I mean, a mile away from Critical Mass, so it's not far it would be great to get you in the studio and you could talk about yeah, your I adventures. Just, I just uh, finished my trip to India by then. So I'm going to have a lot to talk about. Oh yes. All right. All right. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. I, I look forward to that then. Awesome, man. Stay in touch and, and uh, good luck with all your travels and everything. And I hope your motorcycle starts up and just, you fly down the <laughs> road. <man. laughs> That's always the question, you know, just, <laughs> just by the sound of it, make sure you have a backup plan for like maybe a rental car or something, but well, I think you'll be we'll good. We'll see it afterwards. We'll see it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing we want to see. You're going to post up some video of you riding on your motorcycle. And then we're going to go, oh, yeah. oh, all right, he's cool. He's got it. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah. Easy sailing from I'll, here. I'll do that, Fred. All right, man. And thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I love the podcast, by the way. I listen to a lot. Uh, about thank you, my friend. Ago, so, uh, thank you. I appreciate a, that. You're, you're in a good way, man. Thanks. Thanks. I feel it. I feel it, man. It's all positive energy. And it's yeah, like. I, I, I'm happy and smiling uh, every time I come into the studio here and I can't, I can't seem to shut up now. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is. It's like, a, it's like a monster, but it's a friendly monster that's nice and furry and you're not afraid to be around. Right. So thank you. I appreciate it. All right. All right, man. Thanks, be good. Take care. Thanks. I will. You too. All right.